Warning, the following podcast may contain potential plot spoilers, but then again, it may not at all. Hello and welcome to Potential Spoilers. I'm Kieran, aka Podcast, and I'm joined by Maddie D, aka Podcast D. <laughs> I lost him already. <laughs> that was going to be my gag. <laughs> oh, wow, well, I stole go. your gag. Yes. Do you have a backup preemptively, gag? Preemptively, preemptively. Well, my spoiler was going to be Podcast, that uh, <laughs> his name was Podcast, but. Another Do you know why? Do you know why his name is Podcast? Because he has a podcast. Because he has a podcast. <laughs> wow. And if anybody else said that school has a podcast, does that mean that they're called Podcast yeah, I, I as get, well? I guess so. I guess so. Lucky his name wasn't um, OnlyFans member or something. <laughs> oh, I'll, give you, I'll give you an actual spoiler. I don't want anybody to uh, to feel like they didn't get their money. This is an episode of actual spoilers, yeah. so yeah. Their money's worth today. So the, my spoiler's going to be that. Is a very old Twinkie. Yeah, there you yeah, go. Yeah, and if you didn't want to know that, then you shouldn't be listening to this show because that is a spoiler. It certainly is because what we do on this show is we look at all the promotional material for an upcoming Hollywood blockbuster and then we attempt to predict as much of the plot as humanly possible. What your spoiler could have been is that J. Jonah Jameson is secretly in charge of the Ghost Occult. Oh my God, that was my backup. Ah, oh, you just remind, like, I was trying to think <laughs> that of was it your and actual... that was actually my backup so spoiler. So the shit one that you gave us, you know, <laughs> could have been fantastic, but then I stole both of them. <laughs> you stole both of them. Late, late at night, I was like, oh, what if Kieran ruins my spoiler? I was like, okay, that's okay. I'll just say J. Jonah Jameson rises from the dead. Yeah. J.K. Simmons rises from the dead. Yeah, that's right. Man. But you forgot. But I forgot. Ruining everything. This, this is episode's already off the rails. The beautiful content you get in this show. Yeah. This. So this week we're actually going back and looking at a movie that we've predicted in the past and seeing how close we got to actually predicting the plot. And of course, if you read the title, you would know that this week we're looking back at how well we did with Ghostbusters Afterlife, the third installment in the Ghostbusters franchise. Uh, the fourth, but the yes. fourth Ghostbusters movie, but the third installment in the Ghostbusters <laughs> franchise. So, Maddie D, or the second, you've now seen. Like. Uh, yes, we'll talk about that. Absolutely, we'll talk about that. But Maddie D, now that you've seen Ghostbusters Afterlife, how much do you reckon it made in the worldwide box office? This movie came at a weird time. Yeah, that's Weird. right. So it was supposed to come out in 2020, but then it was delayed all the way until 2021. So we actually predicted this movie about about a year before it came out. Mm. It was one of our slow cooker episodes. Yeah, because there's a few things to take into consideration here. Pandemic things happening. Yeah, that's right. Uh, the fact that this movie was pushed back, so it probably loses a lot of interest. The fact that the last they did, movie- They did two marketing campaigns. I guess so. The fact that 2016 Ghostbusters was not really loved, maybe soured nope. a lot of people, but it's been a long time since that. So can I know the budget before I guess? Absolutely. It had a $75 million budget. Okay. All right. All right. Hmm. Which isn't, if, if, just judging from uh, the shows that we've done in the past and looking at the movies that we've covered, that isn't a huge budget. No, it's not. That's like horror movie budget. It's not. Um, it's about Fantasy Island level budget. I think it went over. I think it made money, but I don't think it made much money. So I'm going to guess 80. <laughs> it made $5 million more than its budget? Yes. Is that your final guess? I'm going to guess 90, actually. Ah. I'm going to go safe and go 90, yep. Okay. Yep. You're going to go safe and say 90. Uh-huh. It made, geez, $15, $15 million over its budget. That's a good payday, I No, think. it's not. That would be a failure. <laughs> so it actually made $204.4 million and was considered one of the highest grossing movies of 2021. There you go. It was a huge success. Good for it. So much so that they've announced a sequel. Did they now? Yeah, that's right. Interesting. Yeah, very much so. Interesting. Very much so. Did so, one of us guess that? Yeah, one of us may have said that a sequel may never happen, but we'll talk about it. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's so, right. Uh, do you think it did better or worse than Ghostbusters 2016? Uh, it would have done better. would have done way reckon, better. You reckon it made more money than Ghostbusters yep. 2016? Now, just want to point out that Ghostbusters 2016 made 
$229.1 million. So Ghostbusters 2016 actually made almost $30 million more. But the budget for the 2016 Ghostbusters was $144 million, meaning it was a huge failure. Yeah. And their marketing campaign was not included in that budget. And as we discussed last time, they had a huge marketing campaign, which totally fell on its ass. Not a good marketing campaign. I mean, No, it was not. You know, we've discussed that before, but we have. they should have defied their marketing team. So, there. yeah, 2016 made more money. But it had a higher budget and it didn't it didn't recover its It its ain't about expenses. the money, money, money. Well, no one saw the movie, so I, I guess <laughs> it is about the money. So, before we get into talking about how well we did with Ghostbusters Afterlife, Matty D, would you care to explain the point system to anyone yeah, absolutely. who now, may not be familiar with how we score each other? Yes, of course, of course. Well, they should be, right? Because they've listened to previous episodes. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to assume that you have. That's you, the person that's listening in their little earbuds or their earphones. So the point system is, as you would already know, as followed. If you, if we guess something in our predictions that we did in the previous episode, if yep. we guess something- Which presumably you've listened to that episode already. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, go back and listen to that. But if we guess something that there was absolutely no information about, no sort of promotional material, nothing in the trailer, we just sort of came Pulled up with it thing, yeah. on the fly, and it actually was there in the movie, we give ourselves two points, which is a really good day for us when we get mm. two points. Two points is- is the benchmark. Now, if we don't get that, that's okay. That's fine. Because if we guess something that is in the trailer and we correctly call it as it pertains to the movie, including the promotional material as well, we get one point. That's pretty good. Mm -hmm. That's pretty good. But if we don't get one point, if we don't get two point, we still might be in a chance because if we're kind of on the right track, but we're not quite exactly right, we can get half a point for being close enough, which is also good. Now, (laughs) but if we don't get it at all, that zero points, that sort of speaks to itself. And then we go through our plots, we count up all those points, and then we judge them against each other's plot and we decide which plot did better. That's right. I'm actually really curious this week to see who did actually do better because I feel like we're almost neck and neck on this one. That's how I feel too. That's how I feel too. So I have no real... Sometimes you listen back to a prediction and you're like, man, Matty D really failed at this one or maybe you'll be like, oh, wow, he really nailed it. But this is one where I'm listening back and and thinking, "Hmm, can't really tell who's closest. I have no clear idea who is going to be the winner at the end of this episode. I think this was a good day for us, for both of us. Oh, really? I'm going to say straight away. If you do say so yourself. There's things we got wrong. There's things that we did didn't see coming, but there was not a lot of information going into this no, movie. No, this was so really early in the advertising campaign. The stuff we talked about compared to what was in the actual movie is very, very surprising. And you can tell I listening thought. back to that original episode that we had nothing. We even <laughs> say there's nothing in the trailers that we can really grab onto. So we really were just going with intuition and just flying by the seat of our pants. Absolutely. So let's get into it. I'm really keen. I went first in that original episode, so I'm super keen to hear how well I did. Yes, well, I'll get started on your plot. Now, you start off, you said that we're going to start with a cold open. Mm-hmm. You said it was going to start, the movie that is, it's going to start with a scare. I give you two sets of two points straight away because that does happen. Starts off sort with of. a cold open. Sort of. I'll get into it. Starts off with a scare. I've got to give you a point for that because that's true. Now, you said when just talking about the plot generally that it was going to have a Stranger Things vibe. It would oh, be about boy. kids saving the day. There'd be a lot of 80s nostalgia. Yeah. Which um, I, I haven't seen enough of Stranger Things to be qualified to. Every single review for this movie mentioned Stranger <laughs> Things. because Mainly because one of the main characters is a character in the movie. Sure. But it very, very much has a Stranger Things vibe to the point when I was re-watching the movie, I was like, man, this is almost <laughs> exactly like a, a Ghostbusters version of Stranger Things. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, and speaking of 80s nostalgia, the soundtrack was directly oh. from the original 1980. Was it 1984 Ghostbusters movie? 
Oh, was it? I didn't yeah. realise. You didn't so, realise? It didn't cool. sound familiar to you? It did, it did. I, I didn't know the whole soundtrack was, though. Yeah, it was. That's awesome. That's cool. Look, I, yeah, I'm, I'm not up to date on my Stranger Things, but I can recognise the fact that it has a lot of 80s nostalgia and that the kids do save the day. Mm. And it I, would almost, I would almost claim that it has nothing but 80s nostalgia and well, nostalgia for that first I gave movie. you two points for it, so. Fair enough. <laughs> so, did you give me uh, two points for actually saying it had a cold open? Yes. Okay, fair enough. Now, speaking of your cold open... Your cold open starts out in the dark, which is true. It starts off at night, the, the mm-hmm. movie that is. And in your plot, it starts with a couple making out on a mine shaft and a ghost that we don't see comes out and scares the couple. That's how your movie starts. Now, in the actual movie, it's actually Egon running away from the mine shaft, running away from the ghost. Yeah, that's right. So he's pursued by some minion of Goza, presumably, mm-hmm. and he is mm-hmm. killed when he goes inside and his chair grabs him. <laughs> in a direct reference to how Dana was possessed in the first movie. Oh, yeah, true. Yeah, so you weren't right on what happened at the start, but no. I, I give you two points because we don't see the ghost and there is a scare that the, the ghost comes out and scares yeah. him. So I give you two points for calling that. I mean, I, I guess you sure. could say- Sounds like you're being generous. I'm, I, I think I was looking back. I think I was pretty generous with you, but hopefully you're generous with me. But mm. um, I don't know. It's, it, it's, it's, it's true. We didn't know that. There was no, I guess you could guess because of the Ghostbusters formula. But anyway, yeah, I gave you two points there. Now, you said that there would be a new updated version of the Ghostbusters theme that would hit here. Well, there is not at all. There's not, no. In fact, the original theme does appear at the end of the movie. Yes, but I I sort of want to give you some credit here because at the end there's an updated Marshmallow Man symbol, so you're kind of on the right track there. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah, it was. (laughs) Just for a second, they just flashed an image of the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man in the place of the Ghostbusters logo. Yeah. And I was just saying, huh? I, I don't know, they're doing something different, I guess. Yeah. You said that now we'd be introduced to the Spengler family. Mm-hmm. Checked. They live in New York City. Now, you thought the father of the children, that's the father of Trevor and Phoebe, who we'll meet very soon, yeah. has died. Now, you were more right with your initial thought. You played with the idea that it might be a bad divorce and the father was yeah. out of the picture. That was the case. That That is yeah, what happened. Right. Uh, but you thought, oh, no, he's dead. And you also thought that Callie wasn't the direct daughter of Egon, but well, she is, yeah. the wife of the dad, Egon's son, yeah. who's Egon's son, which I don't know why you just didn't make it cleaner. Did you just... Th- oh, because you, you didn't think she looked enough like Egon to be no, Egon's daughter. because I was like, well, the kids look just like Egon, yeah. but she doesn't, which doesn't make sense. Oh, man. Imagine so if somebody like- guessed that. Imagine if somebody <laughs> thought that, huh? That would be a well-deserved two points there. Anyway, you said that she's not making enough money to live in the apartment, which is correct. Mm-hmm. We see that in the trailer, though, so that's, that's yeah, one that's point. Right. And they have to move to a countryside property that Egon left for them. Now, in your plot, Egon has been dead for years and the property has been abandoned. In the movie, he has just died. So, essentially, Kelly yeah. gets the call. Your father's died. She's just like, I don't have a father. And, you know, but because she's got nowhere to live, she has got to go to the property anyway to sell the stuff. And she decides to leave there, live there until she yeah. kind of gets her affairs in order. Yeah, that's right. That's essentially what happens in the movie. But she does move to the property. Now, the kids in your plot and in the movie are unhappy about the move. I give you one point because we see that very clearly in the trailer. You also said that Trevor jokes about the rundown farm being haunted. I give you one point because that is also in the trailer as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, You said that the house is shook by an earthquake and all the kids, well, the family hides under the table. Simultaneously in your plot, a cranky hardware store owner is uh, feeling the earthquake as well, but not reacting to it. Yeah, I'll give you a right. point. This is stuff we see in the trailer. There is an earthquake. It's caused by the-, the And we do see this shot of the hardware store we owner. Do. We do. As indeed. well in the movie. We do. Now, you said in your plot, you said that the store owner hears something in the store. 
Mm-hmm. He goes to investigate and sees it's a ghost and run runs away scared. Now, that was a deleted scene in the movie. Y- y- yeah, I know. So, I give you half a point here because... Because it wasn't actually in the final movie. No, it wasn't in the final movie. But we saw footage of it in the trailer, so I, ha- I felt like I had to work it in. But yeah. it was, I found out, a deleted scene which in is, the movie. Which is funny, because you call another scene that was a deleted scene later yeah, on. That's but right. Yeah, I'll give you half a point because, yes, this did not happen in the movie, but it's kind of similar to when the kids track down the ghost that's munching on all the um, all the pipes and stuff. Muncher, yeah. Yeah. Is that what it's called? Yeah, muncher. Really? Yes. I had no idea. I missed I missed that completely. Now, you thought- <laughs> Sorry. Let me just compose myself here. Now, you thought very rationally that people in this movie would believe in ghosts. They yeah. don't, for some reason. Yeah. Uh, no, they seem to be aware of ghosts, but it's not something that's like an everyday occurrence. Well, so, well, Phoebe doesn't believe in ghosts. Yeah, she doesn't believe in ghosts, but, you know, there's obviously footage of the ghost attacks and the Ghostbusters ads on YouTube, so people are aware enough to upload yeah. it. And also, Trevor mentions that he's aware of the 80s ghost uh, stories. Oh, is he? Yeah, that's right. Is he? Well, I'll give you points for that later on, but I just thought it was funny that there were characters in this movie that disputed ghosts existing. And Mr. Gruberson also believes in ghosts. Yes, he does. Because he says, why do you guys not believe in ghosts? That's ridiculous that you uh, don't think they exist because there's all this evidence. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of uh, Mr. Gruberson, you said that Phoebe takes a liking to him straight away. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's true. That That is true. Technically, you thought he was going to be the science teacher. He's, um, he is the science teacher. Is he a science teacher? Yes. Or is he like did a, you watch this movie? Is he? I thought he did. Uh, it was like a summer school program that they were all going No, to. no. He was the science teacher, but they didn't have a solid science curriculum. So, he just let them, so he just right. lets them watch movies all day. Right, right. I'll give you two points regardless there. Now, you said that she would also befriend uh, a new kid at school called Podcast. Yeah, I thought his name was Logan because the actor's name was Logan. Well, you, you, guessed, uh, you, you guessed Alex might be his name. Now, Okay, that was just a presumption, but yeah, I called him Logan, I yeah. think, through most of it. Yeah, you did, you did. But the character is called Podcast. How would we ever guess that? Yeah, at least I mentioned him as well. Even though he, you know, even though we have a podcast, we didn't think that his name would be Podcast. How crazy. Now, I did some well, research. there's no evidence that he had a podcast. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. I know. <laughs> or- now- why? <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know. Um, now, I, I tried doing some research. There, there is a name to this character, but it's never revealed in the movie. No. And it's a secret for some reason. The actor's not going to reveal the name, and the writers aren't. So, everybody wants to know podcast's real name. Oh, man. You just, Why? Why do people care? You're just going to have to hold on to that sequel. That's going to be the selling point. Probably the big mystery. <laughs> Imagine that. Well, all I, all I heard was the actor said it's, it's a name that doesn't suit him. Right. Logan. <laughs> Imagine that. Yeah, that'd be funny. <laughs> Guberman. Anyway. Or Gruberson. <laughs> now, Gary doesn't know why the earthquakes are happening in your plot this That's is. Mr. Gruberson's first name, by that the way. That is, His that is. is. Gary Gruberson. And it's much easier to say Gary Kieran, so I'm going to keep doing it. Uh, and he said there's no reason for this to happen. Now, th- I'll give you a point there because we see that in the trailer. And it's yeah, it is in the movie as well. Yeah, he's tracking down these earthquakes. He doesn't know what's the cause. You said that Phoebe would have a bully. Now, she doesn't. No. This is in the trailer and it is a deleted scene. That there's a kid that throws chips at her, but it did not make it into the movie. That's right. The trailer led you astray there, sir. Now, you said that Trevor would meet Lucky... uh, What's her last name? D'Amigo? I don't remember what her last name was, but I just called her Lucky. Well, she well, actually, I called her Celeste, but uh, <laughs> in, in this episode, I'll refer to her as right. Lucky. Yeah, you called her Celeste, which is the actor's name. The character's name is Lucky. She's somebody who works at like a burger stop. 
Uh, she works at a place called Spinners. <laughs> Which they really focused on that, and I was like, is Spinner something in the Ghostbusters universe? And I don't think no. it is, but... Well, later on in the movie, the, the P on the sign gets blown out, so it says Sinners. Ah, and that's the that's, whole reason. That's that. But it's why. funny that they called it Spinners because, I hate to sound crude, but a spinner is what you call a small woman <laughs> who is so small she can essentially spin on your nether region. Do, do people say that? Yes. <laughs> is that what people say? Yes. I've never heard that. Well, you learn something new every <laughs> this day. This is an educational podcast, people. Education. So, you said that- and She's trip- also the sheriff's daughter. Yes, she is. Well, you didn't guess that. No, I didn't. And and the sheriff, by the way, was Mike Milligan from Fargo season two. And also, they did nothing with that whole thing. So no, there was no, <laughs> there was no really matter for for that dynamic to be there. Yeah, at all. it didn't really matter. But anyway, you said that Trevor would meet Lucky. He'd be instantly infatuated with her, and he would have an awkward exchange. Mm-hmm. I'm giving you two sets of points all over the place there. Um, two points because there is a definite awkward exchange yep. all the way through the movie. Two points because he's infatuated. Two points because she finds him endearing. At least that's what I get from it. So two points there. Yeah, you, you said that Trevor is a gearhead although this is never really said he does mess around with the car a lot so i guess that's true so i'll give yeah, you two and points he also there. repairs the ecto-1 later on in the movie yeah and, but we that's see the, him that's the car right yeah the, the ghostbusters car is the ecto-1 but yes. at the start of the movie we see him repairing his mother's car as oh well, yeah that's right yeah, 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 yeah that's right he, he repairs repairs both of them now you said that lucky invites trevor to the mine with her friends in the movie it's the work colleagues trevor ends up getting yeah. a job at this spinners cafe yeah, that's right. spinner diner, it's a diner. yeah to, to get with her and they invite him to the mine. You thought that um, Trevor might fix the car on the way there. There's no scene where the car breaks down no. and, and Trevor shows his uh, skills. That happens in other parts. I was of thinking movie. of uh, Transformers, the first Michael <laughs> Bay Transformers movie. <laughs> yeah. Now, you said that Trevor would tell Lucky about his family history. I'll give you a point there because he does and that's pretty much mm. in the trailer at this point. You said that the kids here, and in this case in the movie, it's the work colleagues that are with them, the... You know, yeah, the dish well, pigs. still friends. Yeah, they're friends. That's true. Uh, said that say that the mine was abandoned due to a gas leak, and people think that it is haunted. And uh, this, I give you, you know, point a point for that because there is stories about people jumping to their death in. Yeah, the they mine, they so. leap to their death down a sacrificial uh, mine shaft. Yeah, it's uh, it's you know, and and people are saying it's haunted. Don't think there was anything about a gas leak, but they definitely no. There's I don't think so. Scary stories around it. And you said that Trevor would sit on the um, mind elevator. That's the elevated platform. Yep, with Lucky. And in your plot, this is a dare. It's not the case in the movie. They just decide to sit yeah. up there. Uh, and you said that Trevor doesn't want to do this, but he decides to do it to impress Lucky. Not a thing in the no. in the movie, but it does happen. You know, them sitting there having a, a little conversation. Yeah, a little DNM. Now, in your plot, you thought that Phoebe would discover the ghost trap at this point uh, in the floorboards. Mm-hmm. I'll give you a point because that is in the trailer. Yep. Now, back, you you switch back to Trevor and Lucky's story over here, and you say that as they're sitting on the mining uh, elevator platform, there's a tremor. Trevor and Lucky end up jumping to safety. They hear a sound and a ghostly shape comes out from the from the mine shaft. Yep. And the kids run off. We see this all in the trailer. It's all so in the trailer. Give you, give and you it's all in the movie. That. And it's all in the movie. That's right. And he said that Phoebe takes the ghost trap to school. Gary is amazed and shows- cool replica. Exactly. Sorry, I had to do it again. Exactly. And he shows everybody the Ghostbusters YouTube videos. Mm-hmm. And I think they're YouTube. I didn't know if they were Bing or whatever, but anyway. It was definitely YouTube. You were, you were right there. Because uh, they're on the side, it had like- Mix for <laughs> Ghostbusters, and I was like, "What would be in that playlist?" I know, crazy. Now, since Phoebe and podcast haven't seen them, they're getting reintroduced to the Ghostbusters as well as, I guess, the younger mm-hmm. audience or anybody who lives under a rock. So, I give you points there. One point though, because um, you know it's in the trailer. 
Now, you said that Phoebe, when she meets up with Trevor, would uh, tell Trevor about what she learned about the Ghostbusters, and Trevor would tell Phoebe what he learned about the mineshaft, and Phoebe will also tell Trevor that uh, Gary had told her that their grandfather was a Ghostbuster yep. in the scene prior. In the actual movie, Phoebe's already been to the mineshaft at this point. Yes, that's right. So, she knows all about it. She knows all about it. Now yeah, they- In fact, she knows more than Trevor, <laughs> because she had podcasts there to explain everything to her. <laughs> yes. Now, they decide to go looking around uh, for more for more clues of what's Which, going on. Which, by the way, at this point in my plot, you pointed out that the mine was the Spengler mine, which was not true at all. No, it wasn't. It was actually the Shandor Mining Company is what it said. I didn't notice that when I watched the trailer originally. So, I got all excited. I was just like, the Spengler mine? That must mean that like Egon was involved in this mine in some circumstance and he was working on it to do something with ghosts. But then, of course, you know, I didn't see that. You put the wrong name in because uh, Shandor, of course, is referring to uh, Evo Shandor who was mentioned in the original Ghostbusters movie as the one, there's the architect of the building where they have the altar on top, where they have the fight against Goza. And we do actually see him as J.K. Simmons in this movie. So he built the mine as well as sort of like a temple to Goza. Gotcha. Yeah, no, I, I, I either read that somewhere or I watched somebody. You watched a trailer breakdown. Yes, Where yes, someone pointed right. that out, but you just forgot which name they said. No, no, I think they did say, I think they misread it as uh, Spangler. Oh, so it's their fault. Yeah, I'm blaming fault. them, I'm blaming them. But I This was did, two years ago, so. But then I, I, I said I wasn't going to I wasn't going to use that information. I was like- And you didn't. And I didn't. And I was better for it. Yeah, God me too. Goddamn YouTube idiot. I don't understand. And I- oh. Do you know what she just said? What? She said, I don't understand and I'm not a fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I feel bad now to this robot AI. Uh, I'm sorry, Siri. No need to apologize. <laughs> I was angry. Uh, it wasn't at you. Everything's all right. <laughs> Everything's all right. <laughs> okay. What the fuck was I talking about? Who knows? I diverted us with the uh, Shandor mine story. Yes. So, we were just talking about uh, Trevor and yes. Phoebe meeting up and swapping yes. stories. Anyway, they end up finding a pole in the house in Egon's farm that leads to Egon's study. A fireman's study. pole. The fireman's pole, like a yeah. stripper pole. <laughs> that's that's how he got money, you know, yeah. after ghost busting. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he was down on his luck. He was the, the dirt farm wasn't reaping any rewards. It was so. called the dirt farm for more reasons oh, than okay. what? Wow. <laughs> All the... All the all the townsfolk had a trip to the to the dirt farm. All the wives were not happy about it. Move on. Anyway, there were there were spores in the trailer. You said, "Oh, we'd see Egor's spores." Now, Egon's His collection spores, of uh, spores. Now, that's and, definitely uh, in the trailer. I can't remember if it was in the movie. Yeah, it is in the movie. It's okay, the first cool. thing that Phoebe finds when she goes down the the fireman's pole into his secret basement. Okay, cool. That's awesome then. But in any case, there's Easter eggs aplenty here, which is what you yep. said. You also said they would see the PKE meter, yep. uh, and it still works. I think we it's see also that- a taser Yes, <laughs> in this movie. Yes, yes, yes. I give you a point there because we do see that in the trailer, but I give you two points for you know guessing that they've sort of found this area as well. Now, you said that Trevor would find the Ecto-1 at the same time and would start mm-hmm. fixing the car. I give you a point because we see that in the trailer. Also, in yep. the actual movie, when he sees it, he just goes, what's this junk? And no, no, he pulls the, the um, sheet up and the lights go out. We get like a, a little bit of a cock tease at the Ecto-1 yeah, right. for the first yeah. time. But when he first actually sees it, he's like, this, this is trash. And we as fans get angry. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, they go to the mine. They venture down the shaft. This is the kids, that is. And they find a giant door. Ooh, that's kind of yep. close. Uh, the door. Now, you said in your in your plot, the door is opening and closing. And this sort yeah. of noise is what's causing the earthquake. Now, you're very, very close. What's causing the earthquake, and correct me if I'm wrong, because I only watched this a few days ago, is that there's a pit... Um, yep. And there's a the sacrificial pit yeah. that we mentioned earlier inside the mine. And there's and there's sort of ghosts that are coming up and trying to come to Earth. And then Egon's yeah, right. 
got a bunch of these uh, ghost gun things that shoot- Proton accelerator packs. Yeah, that shoot this uh, force and keep it down. And that's what's that's causing right. the earthquake. So it's a pit. But in a way, it's kind of it like- It is a doorway to the ghost world. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So I'll give you, I'll give you half a point there because you're definitely on the right track there. And this is where I start stealing plot elements from season three of Stranger <laughs> Things. Yeah, you tell me about it. Uh, now, you said that there would be an evil scientist here that's trying to open the door and yep. they believe in the Goza cult. Now, there's no evil scientist here, but I give you half a point here because there is the J.K. Simmons character. Yeah, now, he is not alive. He is a, a dead body. That, He's a preserved corpse, which that, when the ghost is summoned, he comes back to life. So, he, right. they fill up his body and he's able to come back to life. That's right, that's right. And he's built this whole thing, and, and this is his plan all along. This, he wants yeah, to summon Goza, temple, yeah. and he wants to be resurrected back to life because he's evil. We don't get a lot of information about him. No, almost that. none. Yeah, but you know, so, you know, close to an evil scientist, and there is somebody who's responsible. I, I, yeah, that's right. There you go. Uh, uh, the rest of your plot, listening back to it, I just imagine J.K. Simmons as the scientist yeah. <laughs> from there on outwards, and I was like, that actually makes perfect casting there. Now, you said that Phoebe and Podcast would escape from the scientist and run home. Um, okay, so it is ju- in your plot, it was just Phoebe and Podcast who went there, because Trevor, meanwhile, has been joyriding in the Ecto-1. Yeah, that's right. Because uh, he got it working. I'll give you a point there, because we see in the trailer that th- those scenes happen. He does get it working, and he goes does joyriding around, uh, around the farm. Yeah. Now, the three of them decide to save the world. Phoebe gets the proton packs working again. She does. She does do yeah, that. Yeah, she does. They uh, take the jumpsuits and alter them. Boy, do they, because <laughs> they well, put their names they, on them. Yeah. What they do do as well is they roll up the sleeves. So Phoebe's jumpsuit that she wears is just super baggy on her, like you joked in that original episode. But yeah, she just rolled up the sleeves and the pant legs <laughs> for it to fit her. Yeah. But it did look like they were tailored to, to meet their bodies. Because let's just say that uh, Harold Ramis or uh, Egon was not the same... Uh, <laughs> let's say, body shape as Phoebe or any of the other new Ghostbusters. So I want to know how they managed to fit into his outfit so well. Or Celeste, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And they all they put their names on it. Did you notice that? I didn't notice that. So that's that's altering. So I'll give you two points for that. Sure, okay. So the next thing you say in your plot is that they attempt to catch a ghost themselves that's running mm-hmm. around the city. Um, I guess it would have come from the mineshaft. And it goes bad. And they drive around town destroying stuff. They eventually yep. catch him. Uh, and you thought this ghost would be Slimer. Now, this scene does happen in the movie. There's a ghost that's running around. Muncher. Causing, yeah, the Muncher character uh, causing mischief. And they try to catch him. Exactly as you said, it, it's, it diverts into them chasing him around, trying to catch him and eventually do. This ghost is very close to Slimer. Yeah, it might as well be Slimer. I don't know why. It's probably the only original concept that they had in the movie was this Muncher ghost. Yeah. And the fact that they didn't include Slimer at all shows excellent restraint on their behalf. Because if you remember, Ghostbusters 2016 had two Slimers in it. <laughs> they did. They had a girl Slimer. A Minnie Mouse Slimer. Yeah. So I'll give you three points in total for that. Uh, they go to find the Ghostbusters for help at this point in the movie by calling them. Mm-hmm. Now, not quite, but Phoebe- Well, they do call the Ghostbusters. I, yeah. hey, hey, I give you two points, boy. I give you two points because Phoebe- be, at this point, because they've been joyriding, they get arrested by uh, Lucky's dad. Yeah, Mike Milligan and the Kitchen Brothers. <laughs> yeah, r- really harshly treated. Also, he's shocker in uh, Spider-Man Homecoming. <laughs> Is he really? Yeah. That's awesome. Anyway, while they're in jail, Phoebe uses her one call to call Ray. Um mm-hmm. I guess this is yeah because she gets the number from the YouTube video, so she wants That's to right. she wants to tell Ray what's going on and get his help. Why she uses her one call for this, I don't know, but you know it's 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 in the movie, so I'll give you two points there. When they call, uh, you said that they would get their secretary. It's not the case; it is Ray, but the secretary does appear mm. in the movie. Janine mm-hmm. was who I was talking mm-hmm. about. 
Now, you predicted that uh, Venkman and- uh, Winston? Ba- no, Venkman and Barrett is her name, uh, the Sigourney Weaver character. Oh, Dana Barrett, Dana, yeah. Dana, yeah. Would still be together and married. They are. and we yep, see- presumably and so. you thought we would see Oscar. Unfortunately, we don't. Nope. But I give you two points for saying that Venkman and uh, Dana are married. Now, we don't see Dana until right at the end of the movie. That's right. She's so- in a uh, like a- post credit scene. Yeah, so if you've just watched the movie and if you turned it off as the credits rolled, you need to go back and watch that scene because there's two and they're really good. Yeah, that's right. Anyway, you said all the Ghostbusters are retired and not interested in catching ghosts mm-hmm. and they don't believe the kids, thinking that all the ghosts have been caught. Yeah, I'll give you two points. Yeah, that's that pretty much right. the case. Yeah, well, right. they're not all retired, they just have different careers. Ah, well, they're go- retired from Ghostbusting. Mm. That's what you meant, I thought. Yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah. <laughs> you said yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah totally what I meant. Yeah, they're retired from Ghostbusting. I think you even said that in the show. Now, you say the evil scientist opens up the door and releases the demon dogs. I give you two points. Even though the evil scientist doesn't, I mean, I guess he does in a way, but the evil scientist doesn't do that because he doesn't exist. The demon dogs do come out and yeah, that's right. cause mischief. Now, you said Zul will possess the scientist. I give you half a point because- yeah. um, I, I, it's Callie in the actual movie it is, that it Zool is Callie. possesses. So, yeah, Zool does possess somebody, and I guess their forces bring J.K. Simmons' character to life, who's the closest thing to the evil scientist in, in this movie. Sure. Now, you said in a very impressive prediction, mm. and I'm just going to break down everything you said. You said that the dog will possess Gary Vins. after a chase scene. Yep. You said that the demon dog would jump on his Vins. car yep. and disable it. Yep. Why, why do you keep saying Vins? Vins is the dog's name. Oh, is it? Yeah, it's Vins and Zool. Oh, there you go. It's like you haven't seen the original Ghostbusters movie. <laughs> so anyway. they're the Keymaster and the Gatekeeper are their titles, but their right. names are Vins and, and Zul. In any way, you get six points in total for that. Bam, that, there that you go. That happened exactly as, as we saw I in the movie. I described it, yeah. Mm. Now, you predicted they wouldn't have the two possessed people have sex. <laughs> this actually happens. Yeah, it does happen. They do actually have sex in the movie. They do, they but do. But it'd be awkward. It would be hilarious in my version. <laughs> it was just two guys going at it. Yeah, it pro- would have been a better movie. Progressive. If they did that. Breaking down boundaries. Yeah, it, I guess in the movie, you know, it's Carly and it's- um. And Mr. Grubison, and it's yeah. Mr. Grubison, so it makes, you know, it, they, they can get away with doing that. You didn't think Callie would have a big impact in this part. No. She played a lot more of a role than than I guess you thought. I said that she'd be super progressive in the fact that she'd be there to, like, <laughs> clean the house and <laughs> cook the dinners. We get into it. We get into it. Oh, my it. God. Now, you said that the two men being the scientist and being uh, Gary open the door releasing Goza. Goza will take the form of something huge and goofy. This is in your plot. Yeah. You speculate- now, Gary does actually disable the proton accelerators and uh, causes the ghost to be released. So, in some way, he was involved. I guess so. Yeah, I guess so. That is true. Half a point. You, give you half a point there. there. Congratulations. Now, you speculated that it might be like a teddy bear that the form that Goza takes. Or, or a, a giant rabbit. rabbit. Yeah. This doesn't happen. And I was really surprised because that, as yeah. you said in the, in the prediction- that's a very much a trope of all the Ghostbusters, including the That's 2016 right. one. That you know, they, there's always I guess because a- it had been done in those other three movies. They're like, well, we just can't do you know ev- absolutely everything yeah. again in another movie. We've got to have some originality. Let's make the Statue of Liberty. No, no. Let's make uh, the Ghostbusters symbol. No, no. Uh, so yeah, they, that was just something that they didn't have uh, mm. at all. So you didn't get that right, and I was surprised. It's the, the one way. thing that they didn't repeat. <laughs> We'll talk about it. Uh, now, you thought that Marsh... Oh, here's something funny. You thought that Marshmallow Man wouldn't be redone. When you were talking oh, about yeah, it, you were just sure. like... Because uh, I think I said, oh, you know, like... like they're not going to redo the Stay Puft Marshmallow like Man. Like Marshmallow Man. And you were like, no, they're not going to even... They're not going to even do that. You know, they're not even going to touch that. Now... Not they only could not fucking help themselves. Oh my they? god, there was there was signs about you know State Puff Marshmallow Man, and yep. 
in in a scene that didn't make a lot of sense to me, no. marshmallows became little well, miniature Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. You know, like the broom in Fantasia, were just yeah. like running around causing mischief. Or so, the tiny ashes from Evil Dead. <laughs> Sorry, Army of Darkness. So you're wrong there, and that's a surprising thing as well that they included that. You thought that Trevor and Phoebe would be out of their depths, which they are, but they run into the original Ghostbusters as they're trying to fight Gozer and Zool mm-hmm. and everybody, and you speculated that Oscar and Dana might be there. They aren't. No, but they're not. I give you two points because there is a moment in the movie right at the end where they're trying to fight the bad guys and the original Ghostbusters show up. To yeah, that's them. right. So there was no information that that was going to happen. Three very tired looking Ghostbusters. <laughs> But it does happen, and two points. And if you haven't seen the movie, I'm sorry to spoil that big thing for you. But uh, I've seen the movie already. What could, you, what could we say? We should have watched it. This is uh, this is crazy because at this point in your prediction, you were sort of talking about the Ghostbusters, talking about yep. them all being together, and you said, and I quote, "And the ghost of Egon shows <laughs> <Yeah>. up." <laughs> as I wasn't a joke, being serious. As a joke, and I was like, "Well, technically, he said it." Technically, he said it. That's that's two points. And that would have been a big two points to get as well. But then you go, nah. So I can't give you any points for I that. I didn't think that they would have the balls to do that. I didn't think they... I thought it would be super disrespectful if they Me did too. that. Had no idea that they were actually going to do that in the movie. And I guess I'll talk about my feelings about that when I talk about yes. the movie. So this was I do have thoughts on it. This was something we joked about. We were like, what about we the- We joked about it a lot. We joked about it a lot. And, and it was the big twist of the movie that they brought Egon back- he comes back. It's some very impressive CGI, I've got to say. Yeah. <laughs> it looked like he was actually there. You know what I mean? Like, it actually looked like Harold Ramis, you know. I, I guess was so. a real person. I, I could tell that, you know. But anyway, I, I, yeah, I guess so. I guess so. But um, yeah, in the movie, he comes back as a ghost and he helps Phoebe shoot the. Shoot the proton accelerator. Yeah, shoot pack. the proton accelerator. But he's actually in the movie all the way through because he's like yeah, haunting he's a, the house. Yeah, he's a disembodied sort of uh, specter for most uh, of the movie. Yeah, who demonstrates that he's there by pointing a light at things. <laughs> so he's a presence throughout the movie, yeah. and then at the end, he actually shows up and can hold things but can't hold things. It was very interesting. <laughs> Now, you said that the Ghostbusters would take down Goza while the kids would head down to close the portal in the mine. The Ghostbusters do take down Goza with the help of the kids. They, they, don't, they don't care about the mine at this point. No. They're just focusing on taking down- um, Everything's already escaped from the mine. Yeah, yeah taking down uh, Goza and Zool and everybody. Now, you said that Goza is destroyed once and for all. The Ghostbusters mm-hmm. pass the mantle to the kids. Uh, i give you two points here because- I'm nice. No, because uh, they do defeat Zool, and I, I guess there's like Goza. a little Goza. Sorry, yeah. And there is a little bit of a passing of the mantle. Not really, but I guess like, not really. No, you know, the, it's it's you know it's a happy ending, and we all move on. Now you thought at this point that Phoebe would make some tech upgrades to the Ghostbusters equipment because she's a new Ghostbuster now. That doesn't yep. happen. Well, it does happen. It, I give you half a point for it because it happens earlier. She you know mixes she repairs around. them. Yeah, and she also repairs the um. Thing the devices in the Ecto One, so half a point there. But she's not going on as a Ghostbuster and being the Donatello of the Ghostbusters. No. That's not what ha- that's not what's happening here. Now you thought that Trevor would get a kiss from Lucky, or as you put it, a kissy. Yeah, uh, it doesn't happen. No, it does not. I was very surprised. Yeah, their their relationship is very much unrequent. Their relationship was not physical. <laughs> he likes her. She doesn't really like him. No, and I think she age, has a boyfriend. And there's an age there's difference. A, there's between a, the like two. a two year age difference as well. Mm. Yeah, poor poor Finhard. Finn Hart. Finn, <laughs> well, that's Finn what I'm going to call him from now on. <laughs> uh, you thought that, oh, here we go. You, you thought that Callie would not make much of an appearance in the movie. As you said, she would be there to 
clean up and cook. Yeah. She's a huge presence in this movie. She has a whole. She she still doesn't do much. She's there, but Um, she doesn't do much. She has a character arc, so I think she's pretty important. She goes from being an alcoholic to, uh, I guess, being in a relationship. (laughs) That's about it, really. (laughs) She gets possessed. Is she an alcoholic? Oh, let's not have this argument again. She absolutely is an alcoholic. <laughs> now, maybe I'm just blind to. In fact, you see her like passed out at the kitchen table with like bottles of wine around her at one point, and Phoebe's like trying to be quiet not to wake her up. And when they arrive in the town, Trevor's looking at his phone. He's just like, "Oh, there's only one bar of signal." And <laughs> and Callie says, "There better not be just one bar." <laughs> now, back to your plot. Uh, you said that it's still going. Yes, and I thought you had the long plot. And you said that we would be left with Gary and the kids. They have the responsibility to catch the rest of the ghosts. I give you half a point because there's a scene in the end of the movie where the switch switches on in the Ghostbusters um, area. So it's, yeah, that's it's right. Leaving so indications. The, the trap containment unit mm. is switched on. Presumably, the, there's ghosts in it that are going to escape. I don't know. I thought that ghosts are not being around meant that ghosts weren't around. Yeah. Didn't quite understand that myself, but whatever. Whatever. But I guess that, that half a point because that's insinuating that they're going to have to catch more ghosts. Apparently, yeah, there's a sequel, so... Yeah, there's a sequel coming. Now, the last thing you said is you said, and you said this during my plot as well, you said that the movie would not do well. Well, the it did, it did better than well. the 2016 one. You said that the sentiments would be that it wasn't good, but it was better than 2016. That was the sentiment. <laughs> But people like people anyway, and you also thought that there would be no sequel. Clearly, that's going to be the case. And you thought that there would be no reference. This is something you got right, actually. You thought that there would be no reference to Ghostbusters two or the events of Ghostbusters two. Yep. So isn't that incredible? Guess what? I'm not. I, I didn't want to give you two points for that, even though it may deserve two points. But it it's was not a saying, single reference. It's no. In fact, so, they go out of their way result, to say- As a result, Oscar doesn't even exist in this universe no, it's, anymore. it's almost like a complete rewriting of that movie out. But even to the point where they were just like, there hasn't been a ghost sighting since 1984. Yeah, that's right. They say that when they're looking at the mural of the- No, they said 30 years. So, when this movie was released, uh, Ghostbusters 2 was set in 1989. So, the maths does check out. Yeah. So, they, they still don't directly reference the second movie, but- Given that it was 30 years after the release of Ghostbusters 2, they were specifically saying there hasn't been a sighting since 1989, which is, as I said, when the second movie is set. So that's the only loose reference to that second movie. But aside from that, nothing is mentioned about the second movie. No. They don't mention Vigo the Carpathian. No. They don't mention Oscar. They don't mention the evil slime. Nothing. Nothing at all. Nothing. Nothing at all. Like the entire New York City being too negative. Nothing. So that was your plot. You did really well at the first half of it and then kind of teed it off towards mm. the end there. Maybe I, a trend that follows through your I, plot. I, I, I think I think the trailer really helped you in a lot of ways, but also didn't help you. But, mm. but Kieran, you walk away with a nice- With a cool. Cool, crisp, sexy. <laughs> 79 and a half points. Wow, look at that. I didn't think I'd be doing that well, to be honest. But yeah, I'm I'm not I'm not upset with that. Yeah, look like didn't think it was one of my stronger plots, but it turns out that uh, by playing it safe, I raked in the points. Yes, I guess by pointing out what was in the trailer and making a lot of safe calls, it does add up. Yeah, and Manny D, he doesn't often do that himself. He'll often see the trailer as like a guideline. He's just like, <laughs> all right, I'm getting a vibe from this that's trailer. It, that's it. And I'm just gonna throw my ideas and what I want to see into my plot rather than you know just copying everything that I see from the trailer and then expanding on that. No, that'd just be silly. So, (laughs) let's see how you did. Now, I just want to point out as well that I actually went to the premiere of this movie Mm. and uh, there was actually people there dressed as Ghostbusters. So, 
There was so many people super excited for this movie. It was all like the Avengers style reactions that you'd imagine. Like anytime there was a reference to that original 1984 movie <gasps> at all, everyone just freaked out. So many people there had like proton packs as well. So just randomly through the movie, you just hear like a. It's like it, they, they accidentally bumped a button on it, and then like the proton pack would like just kick in, and they'd be scrambling oh it to turn it off. Oh dear. <laughs> Please turn your proton packs off. <laughs> so yeah, that was quite an experience. Or on silent. That was quite an experience for me. That sounds and fun. So, yeah, I guess having that sort of like that watching experience made the movie a little bit more enjoyable for me. But when I watched it a second time around, I had slightly like different feelings about it. And again, I'll break it down once I finish talking about how well you did. Yeah, I'm interested to hear because listening back, I was kind of happy. But I'll see what your judgment okay. is. So you said that the movie would start with a cinematic cold open. I gave you two points for that because you gave me two <laughs> points for it in my plot. With Callie ushering her children out of their home, attempting to hide eviction notices. I gave you half a point for that because that does happen a little bit later on. They're sort of uh, thrown out of their house, so she isn't really hiding their eviction from them. There's an eviction notice that the landlord posts on the door, uh, and they just look like they're heading off to go to school, yeah. but then just never end up going back home. Yeah, I think the trailer threw me off here because Trevor says to Lucky that they're poor, but their mother's trying to hide it, but they know what's going yeah. on. Yeah. So, yeah, the, the the scene that you described didn't really happen. Nah. Although it's sort of, like I said, there are elements there, which is why I gave you half a point. It'd be better if the guy was like, give me rent. Yeah, rent. <laughs> <laughs> the family, you said that the family lives in the city, but it won't be pointed out where they live exactly. Gave you two points for that because we do see that they live in the city, but we never find out where exactly it is. Yeah, New York is not a thing in this movie, which is interesting. It is at the very end of the movie. We do oh, see yeah. a shot of New York as the Ghostbusters theme plays. Yeah. And we also see, I think it's uh, Winston goes into the old Ghostbusters headquarters he at the end. That's right at the end, though. Right at the end, yeah. yeah. You said that the Spengler family has fallen on hard times. Gave you a point for that because we knew that going into the movie. And you said that Callie will tell her children that a change will be good for them and it'll be nice to get out of the busy city. I gave you half a point for that because uh, she doesn't really say that. She doesn't seem to be too happy to be leaving, but you know, she never really tries to put a positive spin on anything. No. Nope. <laughs> I really like this point because <laughs> of how wrong you were. <laughs> You okay. said that the soundtrack will be Zimmer-esque. Quote, Zimmer-esque. <laughs> nope, it was the exact soundtrack from the first Ghostbusters movie, which does not sound at all like a standard Hans Zimmer soundtrack. But I'm just trying to imagine this movie now with just like a Hans Zimmer-esque soundtrack. <laughs> it would not fit at all. Well, every movie was coming out had a Zimmer soundtrack. Yeah, because so. he was on every movie soundtrack. Yeah. So you said that they'll drive past a massive canyon, which will be the focal point for the movie. Gave you half a point for that because it's actually a mountain in the uh, real movie. Yeah, I knew you'd have a go at me for this because I saw it in the trailer, or at least it looked like a canyon in the trailer that mm. they drove past. That you mean the big mountain-shaped canyon that they drove past? Well, it is like a it is like a pit. There is sort of like a like a, a sort of excavated area, but it's not. Yes. Uh, so the the mine shaft is on top of the mountain, and then sort of the entrance to the the Goza Temple is at the base of the mountain. Yeah. So there's no there's no real canyon, but I can see. I'm not, why you I'm got not fighting you on that. It's just a Still scene. Give you I half saw. a point. Yeah, I'll take it. Uh, it's, it was just a, a scene I saw in the trailer. I was like, oh, it must be a canyon. I, I wrote here in my notes a mountain, the opposite of a canyon. <laughs> You said that they stop at a diner, your favourite film location, and well done because they actually do, where a waitress recognises the children as relatives of Egon. I'm actually going to give you an extra point because they do stop at a diner. I forgot to give you a point for that. But I gave you half a point because the, the waitress isn't friendly and she doesn't recognise them. And everyone hates their, their grandfather. 
Yeah, well, I don't think they know much about him. I think someone at one point says, oh, we, nobody knew anything about him. We didn't even know that he had a family. We didn't even know what he did. You said that Kelly is uncomfortable talking about her father, Egon, and barely knew him. Two points, because that's absolutely the case, and well done. He was, in fact, her father, even though there's no family resemblance at all. There doesn't need to be. I guess there doesn't need to be. You said that Kelly's husband is dead, quite like I thought as well. Uh, The real reason that he's not around in the movie is because, as you already mentioned, they had a divorce. But I think the reason that Kelly said that he left was he hated Phoebe. Yeah. Did you hear that? Well, they kind of insinuated that Phoebe might be on the spectrum. Yeah, absolutely. the kind of vibe I got. So it was kind of like he couldn't deal with that. Yeah, that's right. It sounded like he was just a dropkick of a guy. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I, I thought that was quite interesting. Not something either of us predicted, but still. You said that while Kelly talks on the phone... Trevor and Phoebe chat about Egon and how they thought he was crazy. I gave you a half point because this does kind of happen in other scenes in the movie, but they don't know about his connection to ghosts. You said that Kelly tries to book a hotel room but can't afford to pay for one. That doesn't happen at all in the movie. You said that the only option they have is to stay at Egon's old house. I gave you a point for that because, of course, we knew that from the trailer. You said that while they're in a diner, a tremor will hit. Uh, A tremor never hits while they're in the diner at all. And Lucky, hey? Could you imagine all those plates? Lucky is coming in a second. (laughs) Ugh. That was a terrible... Sorry, everybody. You said that Trevor... Speaking of, you said that Trevor checks out a pretty girl called Holly who doesn't work at the diner. <laughs> Gave you a point for that because he does check out Lucky and, of course, she as I just mentioned, diner, yeah. uh, her name is Lucky and not Holly. You and not that, Celeste. And not Celeste, yes. You said that Callie and the kids go to Egon's house, which is full of photos, books, and, of all things, crystal vodka. <laughs> well... There's photos and books, so I gave you two points for that. No crystal vodka, though. no crystal though. vodka. I don't know why Egon would have the crystal vodka. That would have to be right. It is the clearest crisp vodka there is on the market. The purest mm. vodka. It's filtered through why diamonds. Why wouldn't he have it? <laughs> yeah, well, you're saying that everybody should have it. Yes, I think everybody should have some crystal vodka. You said that Phoebe overhears Kelly talking on the phone in the middle of the night, saying that this house is the only thing she has left. This doesn't happen. She has no, no like phone friend that she's constantly <laughs> talking to. Why didn't she stay there, if that's the case? Yeah, exactly. You said that Trevor and Phoebe attend their first day at a new school, with Phoebe having a science class with Mr. Gruberson. Gave you a point for that, because, of course, we knew that from the trailer. You said that there is another tremor during the science class and the kids aren't disturbed by this at all. I gave you a point for that because we see that in the trailer. You said that Mr. Gruberson asked the class about the tremors and suggests that they may be supernatural. Gave you half a point for that because Phoebe talks about him privately. It's not like a big lecture that he does to the classroom. And Mr. Gruberson doesn't think that they're supernatural at this point. Yeah, we both thought he would be a, a, a more engaging teacher. He's yeah. kind of just like lazy and doing his own thing. Yeah, that's right. So he's wondering why these tremors are happening because he says there's no fracking, there's no tectonic plates. Mm. So I don't know why they're happening. So he's tracking that out of personal interest, but he's not like... Oh, it's definitely ghosts. Yeah, he's a science geek. And then because Phoebe's a science geek as well, they bond over that. That's right. And they do a bunch of experiments together. In, in a very inappropriate way, like meeting the teacher at the back of the, in the yeah, back that's room. Right. What podcast is there? It's all above board. <laughs> right. That doesn't make it any better. You said that Trevor meets up with Lucky and the two begin a friendship slash flirtation. I gave you a point for that because, again, we knew this going into the movie. You said that Lucky takes Trevor up to the mineshaft with a group of other kids. Gave you a point for that. Again, we see it in the trailer. And you said that the other kids won't be focused on at all. I gave you two points <laughs> because there's these other kids who work at the diner with Lucky. We don't even know what their names are. We see them twice in the whole movie. I, I like when I first saw them in the movie, I was like, I like them. These these kids are, seem fun. And we're just, just in two scenes. Yeah, two scenes, you know, and they're, they're gone. And they don't even have character names. Huh. I was kind of looking forward to them being like the Marion. Apparently not, movie. according to your, uh, your plot uh, prediction. You said that Trevor and Lucky sit on a 
big swinging chair over yes, the, the mine, big swinging chair over yep. the mine shaft over the canyon. Yeah, gave you a point for that because yeah, of course we see that in the trailer. Now, interestingly enough, I noted that you said character building moment every single time two characters talk to each other in your plot. Mm-hmm. So you, you every time you say that a character talks to another one, you say they have a character building moment. Yep, you said it so many times it might as well be a drinking game. <laughs> Was it a character building moment though? Uh, yeah. I think so. Does it matter? I didn't uh, tie that to any particular point. Just thought I'd bring it up. You said that another tremor happens while Trevor and Lucky are at the mine and energy shoots out of it. I gave you a point for that. Again, we see it in the trailer. You said that the kids all run to the sheriff who tells them off for playing at the mine. <laughs> does not happen. Uh, the sheriff is there. He does tell them off for- You're saying I should give you half a driving point Driving after ghosts. Yeah. It's kind of related. He gets in trouble for... Yeah, they get in trouble for destroying half the town. It has nothing to do with the mine. And though. for having the proton packs. I'll give you half a point because I just yeah. so I feel better. How bad did I do if you're giving me extra points? <laughs> it should be obvious from the things we're talking about. <laughs> you said that Trevor will show the, the sheriff a rock that's coated with ectoplasm and the sheriff confiscates it thinking that it's mildew. Nothing like this happens in the movie No, at all. this was something I just came off the top of my head. But funnily enough, there is a pipe that has like ectoplasm on it that they see. I was like, that's kind of close, but not a rock. Not close enough, Not apparently. close enough at all. You said that Gruberson and another teacher have been tracking strange occurrences around town, believing it to be paranormal activity. Nope. Yeah, I don't know why I thought there was another teacher. You thought that the guy who in, was in the hardware shop was the other teacher, is what you I said. I must have, because I thought there was another teacher, and obviously- Because he said, oh, I'll get to it in a sec. You said that Gruberson looks at the ectoplasm under a microscope and sees that it's alive. Nope, this doesn't happen. There's no ectoplasm in the movie. Well, there to is. Degree, yeah, yeah, no. He said that Gruberson sends the results of his test to his pen pal. He does not have a pen pal. <laughs> you know what? I don't want to be made fun of here because I think that's a really clever idea I came up with. Yeah, that right? is a to, good idea. To doesn't bring Ray into doesn't the, happen in movie. the movie. I thought that was cool. Well, no, that was made more sense than what they actually did. You said that while at home, the Spengler family experience another tremor. They're just getting tremors left, right, and center here. I gave you a point because, yeah, they do have one at the start of the movie when they're at home. Mm-hmm. You said that during the tremor, the floor gets chipped and Phoebe realizes that the floorboards are removable. Gave you half a point because Phoebe does notice that the floorboards are removable, but it's not because of the tremor. Yeah. They don't get chipped. She's smarter than I gave her credit for, obviously. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you said that under the floorboards, Phoebe finds a ghost trap. Gave you a point for that because, again, it was in the trailer. Yeah. Now, th- these floorboards, I was wrong as well because I thought it would be a chip and she'd open the floorboards up, but it's actually like a puzzle that she yeah, solves. Yeah, it's sort of like a sliding puzzle. Yeah. And I don't know why he had it hidden it's down like there. It's like the Riddler's uh, apartment floor when they're mucking yeah. around with that. Yeah, a little bit like that. You said that Phoebe takes the ghost trap to school where Gruberson thinks it's a cool replica. Gave you a point for that because it was in the trailer. You said that Gruberson then explains the history of the Ghostbusters to Phoebe and she was never told about Egon being a Ghostbuster. Two points. That's exactly what happens in the movie. Even though we saw this in the trailer, I'm still giving you two points. Well, at that time, there was no confirmation that they were Egon's family members. Correct, correct. You said that Trevor and his friends go back to the mineshaft and reawaken a surge of paranormal activity. How exactly you never really go into. Give you half a point for that because Trevor, Phoebe, Podcast and Lucky do go back to the mine at one point and they do investigate what the where, where the, uh, the tremors are coming from. Yeah. You said that Lucky is pulled into the mine by an unseen force and Trevor runs away. Gave you half a point for that because while that doesn't specifically happen, she does get possessed by Goza later on in the movie. She does. She does. You said that Gruberson plays around with the ghost trap and is visited by Ray. So Ray rocks up and says, yeah, what's going on here? Gave you half a point because Ray does turn up later on in the movie, but he doesn't know Gruberson at all. You didn't come to collect my crystal vodka I sent you. <laughs> you said that Ray tells Gruberson that the ectoplasm is definitely paranormal activity. 
Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't happen in the movie. That's not mildew. So you said that they are distracted by the surge of ghosts shooting out of the mine shafts. So they're like, oh, what's going on over there? <laughs> wait, 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 wait. We got to look at this like rock here. <laughs> I gave you a point for that because there is a scene in the movie where the townsfolk are disturbed by all the ghosts reappearing in the town. We see like a zombie in a diner. We see that's about it, really. <laughs> yeah. That is it, isn't they it? They actually cut most of these scenes out in the movie for time. Uh. So we had the hardware store um, ghost as well, which, which they cut out. And some other ones that they cut out. They're all yeah, in the deleted well, we need, scenes. We needed time for podcasts, you know, jokes. Yeah, and rants. <laughs> <laughs> you said that the other teacher is a man called Jack and is the older guy we see in the hardware shop in the trailer. Nope. <laughs> oh, God. Nice guess, though. <laughs> I, I can't I can't defend this Anyway let's move on You said that Ray goes on the news And rants about ghosts Nope that doesn't happen at no. all Nothing like that happens at all You said that Trevor and his friends Get taken to a specialist To talk about losing their friend This doesn't happen no, at all No it doesn't happen at all They don't really lose One of their friends At any point in the well, movie Well in, in, in my plot I, The friend is lucky And she hasn't been lost yet Technically they just think she has right Yeah 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 So in your plot She was dragged away Into the mineshaft And I guess the adults think that she died. Yeah, she fell down the mine shaft, which is a logical conclusion. So they take her, take the kids to a counselor. Yeah, yeah. don't forget this doesn't happen in the. No, it doesn't happen in the movie, but it's a good plot. And you I- said that the specialist will be Dana Barrett, person who has no experience in this field whatsoever. Just happens um, to be Dana Barrett. Uh, she does a psychological test on uh, Venkman at the end of the movie. So she's just sort of messing around. <laughs> you know what? It's not I, her job. I don't know. I. Yeah, no, that doesn't happen at all. You said that Ray and Dana reunite and talk about ghosts. This doesn't happen at all. You said that Ray's news report goes viral and attracts the attention of Winston, who is now a writer, as well as Janine Potts. I gave you half a point because they're in the movie, but everything else you said was not the case. God, I'm writing a good movie here. So I'm writing such a good movie here. Yeah. You, so Winston in the actual movie is some sort of like financial advisor or expert. Right. I, I, it wasn't clear to me he wasn't what an he author. did. He was very successful. We know that. Yeah. Um, he has a lot of money and he owns a lot of property. He, it's and something to do with finance because he's paying for uh, Ray's rent. Yes. Because Ray runs an occult shop and makes no money. Oh, well, it doesn't need to be finance if he's doing that. He just needs I know, to have I know, a lot but of money. I remember him saying it was something ah. to do with, with finance. Right. You said that Ray and Gruberson venture into the mineshaft to rescue Lucky. No, nothing like that happens at all in the movie. You said that this causes ghosts to fly out of the mine. I already gave you a point for this yep. earlier. It's happening a second time in your plot, so no points there. Yep. You said that Lucky is revealed to be possessed by a great deity and is controlling all of the ghosts. I already gave you half a point for her possession earlier on. Fair enough. Uh, you weren't quite on the right track there, but yeah. And I didn't think it would be Gozo. I didn't think Zul would be there. I didn't think Gozo would be here. I think I thought they would go in a different direction rather than yeah, just Yeah, me like too. Well, re- actually, no, I, I did predict well, it. you all. predicted yeah. it, yeah. Rather than rehashing what had happened in the first movie, which I was like, mm, okay. Mm. Yeah, we'll talk about it. You said that Trevor finds the Ghostbusters car and drives off in it. And at this point, you made a note as well that he is definitely not a gearhead or a mechanic. Gave you half a point for that. Oh, okay. Half a point. Uh, I'll bump it up to a point because yeah, it happens. Yeah. But the whole uh, gearhead aspect. Oh, I thought, because I was like, half a point for calling him not a gearhead. I thought he was. But I guess he doesn't say he is, but, you know, in the movie, he shows to be. Yeah. You said that Callie and Gruberson team up and there will be a subtle romance between them. Gave you half a point because they never team up and the romance is not subtle. No, it's not subtle at all, but at least it was included in my plot. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't even (laughs) consider that aspect. Nope. Oh, well. Now, interestingly enough, you, you're all excited about mentioning stuff in the plot. Podcast is never mentioned in Matty D's plot at all. No, I did mention him at the start. 
he is befriended. Uh, well, he befriends Phoebe. I mentioned that in the start. I don't remember and you I, saying that. I, uh, I would have written you, it down if you said you it. Did you mention it before that that he that she befriends him? Maybe, maybe I didn't. In my head, he's there, but I, he wasn't important enough to mention. Yeah, really. you, you didn't mention him by name at all. No. And yeah, as far as I remember, you don't. I don't remember you saying that they sparked up a friendship. So. You might be right. Maybe, maybe I just had that in my head. Well, the fact I'm that saying. he was an element in my plot versus not existing in your <laughs> right. plot is, I think, just worth pointing out. You said that Trevor, Phoebe, Callie, and Gruberson all work separately to defeat the ghosts. Should I give you two points for that? Uh, I, I think so. <laughs> of course, I'm going to say that, but that does happen. Yeah, I mean, Callie- technically, because uh, how it's happening in your plot is they're all in the mine yes. and they're working in the mine. So Gruberson and Callie in the actual movie never go to the mine. But if we consider that they're back at the farm, yeah. They do all work separately. And to Callie is just on. like, what do you guys need? How can I help? Yeah. Because what happens in the movie yeah. is- once Which is they, why I thought I should give you Once they points. rescue Callie and once they rescue uh, Gary, then they come to the fold and help them out. That's they right. They work as a team. That's correct. So you said that Vern appears. Of course, you're referring to Peter okay, Venkman. All right. Listen yeah, back yeah, to that right. first really, episode. Really, funny. In his jumpsuit, I gave you two points because Vern is- Sorry, Peter Venkman is definitely there. In his jumpsuit, two points. And you said that Ray and Winston soon joined Peter, all dressed in their Ghostbusters uniforms. Two points again. Thank you. You said that the 2016 Lady Ghostbusters are also there. <laughs> I actually took away a point. Why did you take away a point? For even suggesting something so ridiculous. That's not fair. You shouldn't take away a point. I also... I thought it'd be funny. I also said I'd give you $100 if that was the case. Thank goodness they weren't in the movie. I get to keep my $100. You said that Louise Tully appears. You're talking about Louis <laughs> Tully. And I said that if he appeared in the movie, if uh, Rick Moranis appeared in the movie, I'd give you $50. He's not even mentioned. He's not in it at all. Go big or go home. That's what we're about here. And by the way, I love that you were like, "I'll I'll give fifty dollars if you if uh you know Rick uh, Moranis comes Rick Moranis. out of uh, retirement." Like somebody who's promised he's never going back to acting, rather than rather than any of the uh, how many were there? Three or four? Four. There, uh, four. Uh, four Ghostbusters. It would be a cold day in hell <laughs> when they <laughs> who, try and revive that failure. All active actors, like they're all active, sure. but there's no way that they would ever bring them back to this movie. The people who this movie appeals to are not the people who loved, I would say for the most part, are not the people who love 2016 Ghostbusters. Yeah. So if they did that, there would be a riot. Yeah. <laughs> Which I would love. You said, I really like this bit. You said that the Ghostbusters all go pew, 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 <laughs> and take down the ghost that's possessed Lucky. You know, gave you a point and a half for that because there was plenty of pew, pew, pewing going on at the end of the movie. Yep. But that was as descriptive as you, as you got. Pew, 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 pew. So I had to make up in my head what was happening and I was like, a yeah, point and a half. It paints a beautiful visual, Kieran. You said that the children will help the Ghostbusters. I gave you a point for that because they do, but they this do? is something I prompted you on. I said, okay, what are the children doing at this point? You said they're helping. <laughs> they're there. You said that the Ghostbusters will put the evil ghost in a ghost trap. Gave you two points for that because the whole dirt farm itself acts as a giant trap. It does, yes. And they end up, tra- they destroy Gozer, trap Gozer. It's not really clear what's going on. I think destroy Gozer, but. Yeah, she's sort of ripped apart. Yeah. Oh, sorry, or they, they, they ripped apart. Because they don't have a gender. You said that Egon's ghost will subtly appear to Callie. And the mother, you said, mother-daughter conflict will be resolved. Yes! I gave you two points for that because that's true, but it's her father, not her mother. Okay, you know what I meant. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Do I only get- I gave you two points. Do I only get two or do I get four? Because I said that he would appear as a ghost, which is true. And then also that they- Well, would- you said that he would subtly appear as a ghost. It wasn't fucking subtle in the actual did movie. you say that he returned as a ghost? I did. <laughs> yeah. I joked that Did he you would. seriously say that he returned as a ghost? So the way that you talked about it, you said that there'd be suggestions that he'd be around, but he wouldn't physically appear. He does physically appear in the movie. So if anything, I should give you less than two points, hey, but Kieran, I'm giving you two points. Question. 
Mm. If a light moves, is yes. that subtle? If the, the actual <laughs> image of Harold Ramis turns up with the other Ghostbusters in the end, is that subtle? Is that tasteful? I think I'd... Okay, maybe not one point, but I think I... Sorry, two points. Maybe not two points, but I think maybe I deserve one. I gave you two points. Extra points. Settle down. <laughs> you said... Here's your next point. You said we won't see Egon's ghost. But, not true at all. But... So well, I already gave you the points for the previous point. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow, mister. It's like, it's like homeless man begging for change. <laughs> homeless Manny D begging for points. You said that Callie... Thought that Egon didn't care about her. I gave you two points for that. Are you happy? Cha-ching. I'm Is very that, happy That's now. going back to the point about, you know, the, the mother-daughter conflict being resolved. <laughs> You've appeased me now. Thank you. You said that Kelly saw ghosts in Egon's farm when she was a child. <laughs> she never even went there as a nope. child. You said that all of the Ghostbusters get together to have hot dogs at the diner. <laughs> this doesn't happen at all. Uh. That would be cool, though. You said that Mr. Gruberson is Peter and Dana's child, Oscar. That's not the case at all. Yeah, that was He's something Gary. I threw in uh, as like we I talked suggested, about. It I said it was a really good prediction in that original episode, and, and I think it still is. But and I think that I just wanted to say it just in case they went in that direction. Yeah, uh, even though I wasn't totally sold on it. You also said that Oscar has to be in the movie. Yeah, I know he wasn't even mentioned. He wasn't poor guy, and it makes no sense because Oscar would be an adult at this time, so it would have been yeah, an he opportunity. Would, he would have been in his mid thirties to include a, a character. He's, sorry, he was. He's actually about a year older than me. So yeah. Yeah, he would he would be in his mid thirties. Yeah, but eh. a good opportunity to Paul have. Paul Ruddy's not in his mid thirties. No, but you could we play that Paul as, originally. Um, yeah, as a, as an early thirties guy, that guy doesn't age. So that was everything that you predicted, didn't I say? Sorry, didn't I say that there would be okay, a scene he, where he's um, coming with his his tin of change, <laughs> rattling, rattling around, going through the train carriages? Right, okay. Um, didn't I say that there would be a scene where uh, when when the um when Callie makes peace with um. Harold Ramis, uh, Egon, that he would like go through the air and then like evaporate and no. be made peace. I swear I said that. No, not that I remember. Are you sure? Because I listened back to the episode uh, last night and I was like, oh my God. It wasn't exactly like how it played out, but I, I thought I, I if said- If I didn't have it written down, then you probably I, didn't say it. I thought I said that he would, as a ghost, like not as a ghost, but he's like spiritual force would float up, which pretty much happens in the movie. Mm. Yeah, I don't, I don't recall you saying that. Okay. Sorry. Right, I'll if leave you it. did, I'll, I'll add an extra point or two. <laughs> retrospectively. And retrospectively. Yeah, I'll do right. my research in the future. You I- can't expect me to go back and listen to your plot now. <laughs> One point's not going to kill me, or maybe it will. Let me know well, the damage. Yeah, so adding everything that you set up, given the fact that the your, the end of your movie was nothing at all like the, the actual movie. Oh, it was kind of. Yeah, kind of. In a, in a loose way. Just had It just had things that weren't in the movie. I think the advantage that I had on you was that I included stuff that was in the trailer and you didn't. So you didn't include the demon dogs, you know, no, Vince and Zool. No. You didn't extrapolate from that that they were probably going to have Gozer in it. In fact, they mentioned, I think, Gozer in one of the trailers very subtly. Yeah. So the fact that you didn't have that element, I think, I really hated hurt the, you. I hated the trailer, Kieran, and I and I and it just confused me to watch it. So I was just yeah, it I, was very confusing. I took my I took my boat and I went out down river. So when this episode started, you had forty four and a half points, uh-huh. and I bumped you all the way up to fifty and a half points. Oh wow! Just through uh, being more generous than I initially was. And having you argue a few points there. Yeah. So, yeah, 50 and a half points, which is not terrible. Not terrible. It's not quite in the 70s, though, is it? No, Still. it is not. So, yeah, not terrible, but uh, a decent effort at the end of the day. It's not a failure. It's not a failure. I definitely lost today, but... Yeah. Well, like I said, you had a whole element that I had that I think hurt you in, in the long run. Mm. So, don't feel too bad about it. But I'm proud of this plot, Kieran. So, you I'm would describe it. it so not terrible, but a decent effort? <laughs> yeah. Would you describe Ghostbusters Afterlife the same way? Matty D, I'm keen. I'm actually very keen Let's and excited talk about it. 
to hear your thoughts on Ghostbusters Afterlife. Let's talk about it. Uh, let me- we all know that Manny D is a big fan of the 2016 Ghostbusters. Well, he never even said he was a big fan. He just said he liked it. I, I said it was... Uh, what I said about 2016 was that it got more hate than it deserved. It wasn't a terrible movie. It wasn't unfunny. And it, yeah, I, mm. I, th- I thought people were very unfair with that movie. Yeah. What did I think about this movie, though? Didn't have any wonton jokes. <laughs> Didn't have... Uh, you know, Chris Hemsworth as a as a secretary. So I was like, why the fuck am I watching this movie? <laughs> Terrible. Terrible. No. Uh, <laughs> I, I wanted to do that to you just to see if you'd react at all. So it's interesting. Mm. I thought you would like this movie. What I actually thought of this movie, I thought it was incredible, to be honest with you. Really? I really liked it. Yeah. I really liked it. I thought they did a what really good job. What things did you like about it? So, I kind of I was kind of taken off guard by how how much derivative love, <laughs> how much love they had for the original yeah. the original movies. So, when it started, I I found myself I was really attached to the characters straight away. I kind of liked them, which was good. I really liked Phoebe, um and I really liked Trevor and I really liked like Carly. So, I was already invested really early on, which doesn't really happen for me in these kind of movies. Mm. What was kind of weird for me when I was watching it was I felt the tone was really off because it was like a really serious kind of grounded movie at the start and then ghosts start happening and then everybody just treats it as normal and it was kind of like yeah. all this cartoony stuff was happening and it was like didn't really- like- So, it was sort of similar to the original 84 movie yeah. in that way. Yeah. And because then once- While that has serious moments and like, I guess, what you'd call factual elements of actual yeah. supernatural you know, activity, it, it very much is a comedy movie from start to finish. Yeah. So, once- once I got my head into that zone. I, and I also would argue the point. It wasn't entirely a serious movie at the start. There was jokes of plenty yeah, the whole time. Yeah, absolutely. They never stopped cracking absolutely, jokes. Absolutely. So, yeah. So, once I got into my head into that scene, it was it was a really fun ride. Um, it, it had it had enough, like, mystery and spook factor, but it wasn't a scary movie. It was fun. It was funny. The characters were endearing. So, I... And the references were, were great all the way through. There was a lot of, like, little things here and there that they showed it. So, I really think that if you didn't watch the Ghostbusters and didn't know the Ghostbusters, you'd probably watch this movie and this movie would be passable mm. if you knew the ghost when I was watching it I thought it would be a good sort of introduction to maybe a child or like a young teenager who hasn't seen the original Ghostbusters I, I don't know they I, might appreciate it I, I think if you haven't seen the Ghostbusters this is a passable movie but okay. that's just my opinion maybe I'm wrong if you haven't we're seen not the children ghost- or teenagers if you haven't so seen know. the Ghostbusters go uh, you, you know and you watch this movie let me know but uh, if you've seen the movie, I think this works as a really good movie, and that's how I come at it. Uh, how I felt about it because you got so much, you got you got so much. Like it had so much love for the original movies, and you got so much out of it for that. So sure. it only works if you've seen the original movies, I think, or the original movie more so. Yeah, I think you can skip. Uh- Ghostbusters 2 and not lose anything <laughs> from this narrative. So, if you've seen the movie, it works as a great movie. If you were a super fan of it, I think that you would either appreciate it or possibly not like it because I think that I could see a lot of people watching this movie and be like, it didn't capture the same spirit. There wasn't like the, you know, Bill Murray one-liners and all this, mm. you know, it wasn't in New York, it wasn't this, it wasn't that. So, I can see like a lot of people could be disappointed. But I kind of just loved it because it was a love letter to the original movies. When they brought the old Ghostbusters is back that wasn't done in a way that was forced or you know like out of place it was just it was done as i would have seen the characters well it is basically how you described it more or less yeah minus the 2016 ghostbusters and and (laughs) lewis so yeah i i loved it i i finished this movie and it was like they did a terrific job Mm. Uh, i don't know if it warrants a sequel to be honest with you but Yeah, for me, they nailed it. I had a really good time watching it. There you go. So, as I said, I saw this movie when it premiered, and when I walked out of the premiere, 
I sort of had very mixed feelings on it. So I was like, well, I definitely liked it better than the 2016 one. I felt like it was more like a, a, a one of the original Ghostbusters movie than that movie ever was. So I was yes. like, okay, I really like that aspect. So I really liked the use of the nostalgic music from the, the original 84 movie. I thought that was really well incorporated here. I really liked the special effects in the movie. Yeah, me too. I liked that they didn't try to go too far away from the corny special yeah. effects they used to They have. did uh, enough CGI for it to be noticeable, but they did a lot of practical effects, which I thought looked really good. Yeah, the dogs looked terrific. Yeah, the demon dogs looked they looked better than they did in that original movie. But they didn't change the design. No, they didn't change yeah. the design. So I thought all of those elements were really, really good. Yeah, for the most part, I thought the, the plot was okay, but I thought it leaned so heavily on that first movie and repeated so much from that first movie. It didn't feel like they were confident in doing anything new and just decided not to. Yeah, huh. So I thought it was very like a very lazy sort of Star Wars Episode Seven sort of retread of stuff we've seen before and aren't really adding a lot new to the universe. So I was I was a bit disappointed by that aspect, but didn't hate the movie. I thought it was okay. Being uh, around fans watching it and having them hearing their reactions to stuff was certainly an experience. So the the fan reaction was positive. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, the 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 fans that I saw it with ate everything up. They loved every single great. thing, and they all walked out like buzzing about how what a great movie it was. Awesome. While I was like scratching my head and going, mm, don't know how I feel about it. <laughs> Watching it a second time, I realized like I found Phoebe's character to be very inconsistent, and I was just like, okay, so they're setting things up for her in this instance, but then going against them later on. So I was like, okay, her character's a little bit tonally uh, inconsistent. So I didn't love that aspect she of it. Really? Because you know how she's in um, Young Sheldon? No, I've never seen that. Yeah, well- I've seen her in heaps of stuff, She reminds though. me of the character of Young Sheldon. Uh, that's what I kept seeing okay. through, the, through the movie, but I thought she did a good enough job. She did a fine job because McKenna Grace is a great actress. Oh, God, yeah. And by the way, she's aged so much yeah. in the time that it took this movie to come out. <laughs> she looks so different now to when she did when she made the movie. Because what's funny is she was out there promoting this movie looking like an entirely different person <laughs> than her character on the screen. Yeah. Which I thought was hilarious. But yeah, she did a great job in the movie. I think the writing sort of let her down because they say at the start of the movie, oh, she doesn't experience emotions in the same way that regular people do. Though by the end of the movie... That's not really the case at all. Yeah, yeah. They really try to make her like Egon and then not. Yeah. And then- and They try know. and have it both ways. They yeah. try and have her emote and show like a range of acting while at the same time saying her character doesn't emote and cannot emote. Yeah. And I'm like, why would you cast McKenna Grace in a role where she's not allowed to emote? Doesn't make much sense. Fenn Wolfhart was fine. Kelly was fine. All the actors, they got a whole bunch of great actors in here. How do you they feel about podcast? <laughs> Didn't really care for that character. <laughs> did you take it personally? I did, when I first watched the movie, I was actually quite insulted <laughs> of that characterization of someone who has a podcast. Because, <laughs> by the way, he only has one listener. He has over, like, he presumably has hundreds of episodes, but one listener. What, what a loser. <laughs> what a loser. We at least have two. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's Us. You and me. <laughs> See, we just record this, this podcast for each other and then go back and giggle at all our jokes. Yep, yep, yep. Well, someone has to, Kieran. Mm, exactly. So, yeah, I tell you what, overall, uh, all right, let's rank them. Let's rank all of the Ghostbusters movie from best <sighs> to worst. And I guess that will really give us an idea of what we really thought of this movie. Do you want to go first or do you oh, want me to go first? God. Because I've, um, I've already made up my mind in my all head. All right, you go first then. So, I think from best to worst, and nostalgia is going to get in the way here too, I would say that Ghostbusters Afterlife is the second best Ghostbusters. So I would say the the original 1984 movie is definitely far away and the best. Don't think any other sequels live up to its quality. Uh-huh. I think this movie is the second best just because it's so similar and it's not totally incompetent. And I'm... Ugh, 
Look, oh, here we go. 2016 Ghostbusters, while I didn't like that movie, it's still a better movie than Ghostbusters 2. So that's going to be number three. And the absolute worst is Ghostbusters 2 because that movie is just a train wreck. And even though I have some nostalgia for it, objectively, it is still the worst Ghostbusters movie. But it was a tight race between 2016 and uh, Ghostbusters 2 for worst for me. But I'm, I'm sensible. I'm reasonable. Manny D, what's your ranking? All right. Number one, Ghostbusters 2016. Best <laughs> Number two, Ghostbusters 2. Number three, this one. And number the last one was the original. Wow. What's your real ranking? <laughs> uh, it's hard. It's hard. I think I think the original is, is the best. Like, sure. That's the one that everyone's copying. So, like, that's the best. Yeah. And it's the funny one. And it's the one that's timeless. It's got the they, most character. They never could replicate it. So, yeah, that by far is the, fir- is the, is the best. So, you don't me. look at this movie and go, cool, replica. <laughs> it is almost like that. Yeah. It's funny. I was kind of thinking watching this movie. That if you put Ghostbusters Afterlife, Ghostbusters is, yeah. Afterlife, yeah. If you put Ghostbusters Afterlife next to Ghostbusters 2016, mm. in the middle is Ghostbusters, the original Ghostbusters. Like it's like the amalgamation of of both of those, sure. the best of both of those. I guess so. so. Like tw- what 2016 did well, and I'm and I'm, I know a lot of people will disagree with me, is it had like the the improvisation, the the comedians running around, the quirkiness factor, and what. Afterlife did really well as it had that like 80s cheese, but it also had the the mis- like the serious ghost hunting aspect to it. Had a lot of heart to it is what you're did. saying. did, yeah. Even yeah. if it was just imitation heart. Yeah. And if you combine those two qualities, the best of both of those movies together, I think you come out with the first Ghostbusters. Sure. Okay. Yeah. So I kind of see like- uh, at- So they're on par to you basically is what yeah, you're saying. Yeah. I would say, I would say Afterlife is better. I I think it's a better movie. So I think my ranking is kind of very much the same. It's, okay. it's Ghostbusters, first Ghostbusters, followed by Ghostbusters Afterlife. It's weird because I haven't seen the second Ghostbusters in a very long time and have a nostalgic attachment to it because yeah, it, like it was the first one I saw. Yeah, and me it, too. And it has a quality that's kind of enjoyable in its own way of how just how much of a mess it is. Yeah, exactly. Like I said, I still like it, but you know, I, objectively, it's it's a really terrible movie. But uh, you know, because I'm not original at all, I think it would have to go 2016 then Ghostbusters too. Sure. So we have the same ranking. Yeah, we have the same ranking. Look at that. Look at that. All right. I'm keen to hear our dear listening audience's opinions on Ghostbusters Afterlife. Send us your ranking of all four movies if you like. But yeah, specifically Ghostbusters Afterlife. Did you like it? Were you a fan of the original Ghostbusters 84 movie? And did you think that this one lived up to its legacy? Or did you think this was a total failure and is is worse than 2016's <laughs> Ghostbusters? Let us know. You can send us an email at potentialspoilerspod at gmail.com. You can find us on our social media pages, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Or you can just simply leave us a comment on this episode's page on our Podbean site. So, before we wrap it up for another week, let's talk about what movie we're going to be predicting next week. I'm not sure how this one is going to go. Oh, you know I don't know if it's a premise that sounds so crazy that it's just going to be fantastic or an idea that sounds so dumb that it, there's no way it can be a good movie. Okay. Because next week we're going to be talking about a movie- DC Super Pets. No. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> next week we're going to be talking about a movie that stars Idris Elba running around in Africa. Oh, yes, this movie. With his two daughters being pursued by a lion. <laughs> So next week, we're talking about the movie Beast. That is where we've stooped to on this show. Hey, it could be a good movie. It's a blockbuster movie coming out. I initially thought it was going to be an X-Men standalone movie exploring (laughs) Beast, but then found out, no, it's much better than that. It's Idris Elba being chased by a lion. Years from now, people will be talking about Idris Elba being chased by a lion. You know, they'll be talking about this movie. It may be his best ever picture. When this podcast covered this masterpiece. Oscar bait. Let's discuss it. Yes. So join us next week for when we cover Beast. And until then, who are you going to call?
streets in the neighborhood. We got call! Good. Let's go get a beer, all right? Yeah. <laughs>